Welcome to the podcast, Transformations. My name is Nick Bank, and I'm your host. On this podcast, a guest first shares a personal story of transformation, then listen back to it and reflect on their own experiences. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Transformations, Stories of Change. My name is Nick Bank, and on this episode, I have my good friend, Pierre, as a guest on the show. How are you doing today, Pierre? I am good, thank you. And yourself? Great, great. Thank you. I'm. Even though I said I wouldn't be doing a lot of podcasts, I am actually recording yesterday, today, and next week also. So I'm just really, really finding this. Now. This is my little free space, you know, in, in the right, busy life of everything. Um, Pierre, today is actually all about you. So... You know, even though that you and I know each other for many, many moons, and we've gone to school together, but for those that don't know you, would you mind just telling the listeners just a bit about yourself? Uh, no, I'm happy to. I mean, who doesn't? So, this, I, I guess, um, where does one start, right? No matter how often you prepare to share your story, you're always like, woo! Um, so, but my... my um, my professional life has has been a lot about you know play, and mostly Lego Lego series play. So so I have a background uh, shortly with the Lego company, and pre- before that I pretended to be a consultant for a brief period, um, management consultant, and and then back in the dark dark ages when I was really young, I was trained mar- wine merchant. Um, so I have a bit of wine in my background, and uh, but then quickly into Lego company, right? And where I came across this thing called Lego Serious Play, which was back then a little project, um, which was being developed by a, you know, a, very, a small group. Um, and I just came across that in really early days, semi-randomly on the internet, uh, Lego internet, and just went like, this is what I want to do. And uh, so I connected with them and then I've been part of developing Lego Serious Play as a business model and, and as a method since then and this was uh, you know 2001 um, wow. yeah and so I've been playing seriously ever since uh, lived in a couple of different countries and worked practically all over the world you know I just came back from Bogota uh, 48 hours ago and on Tuesday I'm off to Bangkok um, yeah so it's all about Lego series basically that is, that's what I do yeah wow in yeah it, Anybody that follows you on LinkedIn can see that you are literally whizzing around the world, uh, having uh, a nice lunch here, having an airport coffee somewhere else, uh, yeah. literally the next day. Exactly. Wow. And if they follow me on Instagram, they'll see the wine and the wine I drink and the, and the coffee I drink as well. But I, I keep that off my, my LinkedIn and then, but there you go. So yeah. I, I play, eat and drink. <laughs> but no, I run and run. I do the occasions run. I think you, as as far as I know, you do more than the occasional run, right? You are, yeah, quite 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 the runner, some would say, yeah. So, Pierre, thank you so much for your introduction. It's great to hear your story about play, and uh, you know, during our preparatory call, uh, I asked you to consider some sort of a transformative experience that we could talk about on the podcast. Yeah. So this could be something that you have experienced in your personal life or or your business life. Uh, but just before we go into that, if you were to share your own definition of, of transformation, what would that sound like? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I guess transformation is something, you know, sort of so hype, um, we'll talk about it. I think transformation for me, as I, as I kept thinking about it, of course, um, is a thing that can only be observed in the past. Um, aspired or desired transformation is one thing. But I think transformation can actually only be observed in the past because you don't know that something or that you have transformed until you see it from the vantage point of the future, so to speak. So I, I think transformation is only something we can observe in the past. And I think we need to accept that. And I'm, I'm trying to come to that acceptance myself. Yeah, I think so. I think everything is always transforming. Therefore, transformation can only be observed in, in the past. Wow. So you, so we can make a, we can have hopes and dreams and aspirations and make plans, but we won't really know until we got there. Is that sort of the Absolutely. point? Absolutely, that's sort of what I'm saying. Yeah. And and then accepting that we are always transforming, and, and 
inevitably, right? And so you can only observe transformation from, from the vantage point of the future. So it, it's a thing in the past in that sense. Right? And, and accepting that we can have a desired transformation and then or an aspired transformation mm. is what is another thing, right? But 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 you know with all this stuff that can happen and which is happening and I know we all like I mean a few years ago we all said VUCA and now we probably say something different, but the thing is that they, everything is always changing and, and and therefore we are always transforming. So this idea that we can control in plan a transformation I used to think it's like because something weird is going to happen tomorrow anyway yeah, yeah that that would that's sort of my my take on it yeah interesting it, it's it's so it sort of leaves me just wondering whether we should be sort of positively hopeful or whether we should uh, you know should we do our best to 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 so we say to to prepare for the transformation or should we go about our business as we had always intended to do. I mean, how ambitious should we be if we if we won't know until afterwards? Well, I, I think that's actually a reason for being ambitious. I, I do. Yeah. Um, and I think being prepared for transformation is, 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 of course, good. I think intending transformation is also good. Mm. Um, I think it, it, so intending, intending, intending transformation, I think is, is maybe one way to think about it. Mm. Um, and with that, I mean, setting yourself up in, if you want your external world up for the transformation you would like. I mean, I, I, I have ideas about how I would like my kids to develop. I have ideas about how I would like to develop. I have ideas about how I would like my partnership with my significant, my supreme leader, other to develop, right? I have intentions about how I would like my business to do, uh, you know, and I'd like to intend those transformations by setting up the best possible conditions. So, you know, we, you, you, you spoke about my running, for example, uh, and, and so I have ideas about runs I want to do and ways I want to run. So that means I need to intend the transformation of my, my body, but whether I actually, you know, can do that thing. Well, I will only, I mean, once I've completed the run, I know, I mean, let me take another example. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling now, but years ago, before I ran, it was actually my brother who got my into run, right? Because he was doing work. And, and, and so he's like, hey, you, I think you would like it. I'm like, are you serious? I hate running. I mean, I like, I mean, I, I, that, that's really where I came from. Running is not, so I didn't run. He liked it. So I'm like, okay, my brother and I like minions, the same things. Um, professionally, I mean, we, we do this other kind of work now, and that's all, all right. If, if he says so, let's give it a shot, right? So, and I went from not a runner to, to doing a, a, a an ultra, which is you know anything more than a marathon. So I did a 60k uh, trail run, and so I so that's what I mean. I, I intended to to do that. So I intended a transformation where I would become the parent that could do that, but not, not until I had done it. Did I know that I had actually transformed into to that runner? And so I, uh, but but in, in intending that transformation, I I changed something in how I did, and I started training for running. Yeah, so that's the preparation part. Yeah. I didn't, I couldn't know what would happen. I, I got an injury shortly before, so there's, uh, you know, so so. Preparing versus sorry, because I'm, I'm dealing with the preparation right now. But intending, I think intending transformation is stronger than preparing, because preparation can be upended by something in your external world. But if you think of intending a transformation, I think you're more heedful, you're more attentive to what's going on. Thank you for sharing. I had not yeah. thought that of that before you asked me. Well, that's what sometimes what happens during these uh, conversations, right? And I think, yeah. you know, I've done, uh, uh, what have I done? About 20 of these, right? And, you know, what, you know, the original idea and, and um, still the, the, the reason why I, I keep doing these episodes is because I really want to learn about other people's perspectives. And I always get surprised, you know, in a, in a positive way. Just like <laughs> our conversation developed, even though that we've known each other for more than 25 years, right? Yeah, we have. Yeah, you still managed to surprise me, Pierre. Yeah, so uh, in that sense, 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. But really good. So super interesting to hear your perspective. Um, um, and an example you, you gave of running uh, that you you know you didn't know until you got there basically with everything that it entails, including you know the intent and and, and the preparation and then of course the actual execution. Yeah. And so Pierre, um we talked about a specific experience that we could talk about uh, on the podcast here. Uh, which experience did you uh, choose to share with us today? Yeah, um, that, uh, there are, of course, I have to say that there were so many and, you know, I've been changed in so many ways. We all have, right? We've all gone through these. Yeah. But but when you push me a bit and, and, and I thought about what sort of changed maybe the trajectory of my life, was probably you know when when I got into serious play and it was a meeting with um with with, with Robert uh, Rasmus and and Bart Victor who in Easter ways then became my managers doing the Lakers shit play well so so it was it was meeting with them mm-hmm. and 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 just hearing about their their vision for this thing which was which which is and which was to become Lakers serious play that was just that was a, that changed a lot of things in 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 in, in my whatever career, but I guess it also changed a lot of ways in terms of my reasoning with because I started to think more in terms of play and playing out things and what it does to the brain and how the brain works. So meeting those two, which was and I which was which I did on September twenty fifth, two thousand one. In there you go. That's very very specific. Yeah, no, but it was 14 days after September 11th. Yes. I, it was two blocks away from the Twin Towers. And my first time in New York. And and one of the first paths, I mean, I remember this so clearly. One of the first people walked past on the sidewalk going to that meeting was Harvey Keitel, who I personally think is a super cool actor, right? Yes. And I get so oh, surprised by seeing Harvey Keitel that I, that I dumped my suitcase and he looks at me. And I'm proud to say he looks at me as if I'm an idiot. So Harvey Kittel has actually formed an opinion about me for a brief second. Oh yeah, you, uh, you had was, you, yeah you had a piece of Harvey Kittel's mind and attention at least. Yes. Right? Wow, Harvey Kittel, you know who? How many people can say that? Yeah. Might have forgotten so, it. So but for a moment, he had an opinion about me. No, and then meeting Robert and Bart in in that conversation. That more seriously, that that was that was big. So you had something. So let's go back to the beginning of the story, right? If you yeah. listen to any other podcast, you know I like to get uh, you know relatively specific. So here you have sort of stumbled upon what sounds like a, some sort of a basement project that was on the internet. You heard about this. You decided to get more into it. Sounded yeah. interesting. Yeah. And then you then you find these two guys somewhere. Yeah. Or how, how did that come? So about? so so I think the whole thing is weird. So I I so I work for Lego. Let's go back to that. I, I I work for the mothership, right? And had an amazing manager, Pam Oshla, a relatively young English woman, um, and 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 she actually tells me she called me on a Sunday, and she tells me uh, last last day of my holiday, and summer holiday, right? She's going on holiday on the Monday, so she she reaches out to me and says, "Pierre, I'm going to tell you in all confidentiality," she said. Uh, I'm leaving the company. I'm like, totally shell shocked. Uh, we had a great collaboration. We're doing change projects together. And you know, when you do change projects, you sometimes need someone to cover your bases to keep you safe, right? And, and Pam asked my mom, I did that. So I'm like, what, what are you saying? And we're Christina, my supreme leader, standing next to me. I'm like, Christina, Pam is leaving. So anyway, so I go to, bed, uh, to, 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 to work the next morning with that sort of, what am I going to do now? And, and the Lego company of 2001 is not the Lego company of 2023. So I was like, what am I doing? And so so I turn on my computer and it's it's with that unease or whatever you want to call it. So all my antennas and all my are going on. And then I see this three lines of this project. And I any other day with any other frame of mind, I would probably not have noticed. Right? But because I was in that moment, I was like, what's that? And, and you and I have the same background from uh, Spark. Mm-hmm. And, and this thing was really, a, this thing was really about, you know, sort of 
emergence uh, strategy thinking, complexity thinking, the kind of stuff that we were also reading about. And, and then there was sort of play and, and some of the learning and development in Lego that, you know, when you work for Lego, you get curious about. I'm like, oh, that's my thing. That was that feeling, right? Okay, so that that was first the nudge from the universe. Now, the weird thing is Robert Rasmussen, so from now on, Robert and I had never met, never spoken, but he was the guy. Coincidentally, we had a one-to-one call scheduled for the Wednesday about a completely different topic, right? Never met the man, never spoken with the man. Pam tells me, Sunday, I see this Monday, I have a different one-to-one call with Robert on the Wednesday. He was sitting in the US, I was sitting in London. So I I basically sent an email to Robert with the stuff where I needed his feedback. Because Robert is a learning and development specialist, is and was, um, and, and I was developing a change tool and I needed his perspective on it. So I, I sent this email to Robert and I sort of finished it off with, you know, Robert and when we're done with this part of the call, can 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 I ask a personal question? Robert is like, sure. He's, he's, he's later told me, he was like, what does this guy want? Yes. Who is he? Yes. So I asked Pam, Pam, can I, can I share with Robert that you are leaving? This was not official yet. And Pam says, yeah, Robert keeps a secret. You, you, Robert is, Robert is one of the good ones, right? Mm-hmm. So fair enough. And I take this call with Robert. And at the end of the call, says, and okay, Robert, here it goes. Pam is leaving. Okay. He says, and I, I've seen this serious prank project you're involved in. You know, I want to, can I be part of that? Mm-hmm. And, and Robert's like, huh? Um, maybe because they weren't they weren't looking for anyone, right? It's like, no. and but Robert goes like, yeah, maybe. Okay, fair enough. We can talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, coincidentally, again, two weeks later, we were both being billed where where Lego is placed. All right, fair enough. So I'll I'll, I'll connect with you there. I said, all right, he says. So I I go on the internet, you know, I check his photo. And then Bill and it's a big marketing conference, basically for hundreds of people. I don't know if they still do it, but they did back then. You would see next year's products. So I go there and I, I spot Robert, right? We are on these scooters, so I scoot up to him next to him on the on the bicycle, and he builds it. Hey, I'm Pear. He goes, okay, well, let's speak then. And we have an initial conversation, and I share something about my background. You know, I'm ex-consultant, so I have a which they didn't really have on the team at that time. I'm an ex-consultant. I'm starting to get this idea about how the brain works a little bit too, you know. Da, da, da. So Robert says, okay, um, fair enough. You, you c- come to New York and you'll meet with me and Bart. And if Bart is on board, yeah, maybe we could use someone more. So, you know, I take a day off from London. So, and I, 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 I kid you not, I fly in, from London to uh, New York. And, and, and sort of late Monday night, go to bed, Tuesday morning, get up, meet Harvey Ketel, and go to this. Like any Tuesday morning in New York. Like any other average Tuesday. And I just, I just, I, and I remember flying from London, you know, Heathrow to, to um, JFK, right? And there's basically no one on the plane. I mean, it is two weeks later, right? Mm. Take a cabin, a yellow cab back then, no was right? So it's a yellow cabin and the dust was still hanging over over Manhattan, it was a really, you know, and then uh, I walked, uh, you know, to the, to the then Lego digital, the, the Lego office in New York back then, that they had back then, and um, I made these two, uh, Robert then for the second time, in Empire for the first time, and we have a conversation, and uh, they show me the lonely guy, which I mean, you know about our series play, but this is an iconic picture that that we uh, use a lot in Lego series play. So they show me this, and the lonely guy, I now know is this person. It's not it's not lonely in the sense of lonesome, but they're lonely in the sense of they don't actually necessarily they don't fully get how what they do contribute to the full hold to the company. They don't feel they have a voice, and, and these people have. An immense potential to be unlocked for the better of the organization or for the better of them. So we we often say that you know Lego Shares Play exists for the lonely guy to unlock their potential, right? 
I didn't know this back then. So, so, but they show me this beautiful, iconic picture, and, the, and Bart asks me, "So, what do you think when you see this?" And I, I shared my story about how I interpreted that visual. And, uh, yeah, and um, somehow that leads. Uh, we had a great conversation, and and we agreed that they will let me know. And um, I fly home basically, so I can go to work on the Wednesday. And this is it's, it's a thirty-six hour trip to New York, right? And, and and I land in Heathrow. I, I I have my my phone like, and I get a voice a message a voicemail from Robert who says, yeah, we loved it and love to get going and I'm happy, right? Now at this point it's it's it's, it's Wednesday morning in in London, so Robert is asleep, yeah, right? So I send him an, a text message, which we do a lot, right? And now the thing is. Early 2000, you don't lose SMS, use SMS messaging very much in the U.S. So Robert never gets my message. And what did the message say? What did the message? Yeah, I'm on board. I love this. I'm, 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 I'm confirming that I'm there. Yes. Robert is. We want you if you want us. Absolutely right. I sent SMS. Yes, I'm on board. And then I don't hear from it. Or for how long? I don't know, a week or 10 days. It's enough for me to think this is weird. Yeah, yeah. Robert is sitting in New England thinking, why is Pierre not responding? Because he never gets my SMS because they don't use SMS system back then in the US. Mm. So we are so, why, why, where? And I, I think that Robert sort of calls me and says, hey, Pierre, I mean, what's happening? I'm like, what do you mean what's happening? Why did you, why did you respond to my SMS? And then from there on, we, uh, it happens. Wow. So but back to my transformation point about the past. I probably wasn't aware that this would be transforming me. I was just curious about something that sounded cool and interesting. But that became a transformation for me in terms of career, in terms of thinking. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. It, I, I think it's amazing to hear your story that, that now when you sort of begin to unpeel the onion and tell the story, you know, almost backwards, and we'll talk about this next week, but, you know, we, we make a lot of plans, but it sounds to me like a lot of what happened to you was completely random, right? It could have been, you know, less right or somebody else, right? You could have been in a different state of mind. You could have had a different focus. That I took other I took other job interviews in the same period. Of course I did, because Pam was leaving. Pam offered me to join her in, in the company she was going. Um, and what if, I mean, what if I had had a meeting that morning so I hadn't seen you on the internet? What if I hadn't had that call with Robert two days later planned anyway? I mean, what if she had called me on the Tuesday from her holiday while I was back at work? Then I would never seen it on the Monday because I don't think I would have noticed. Mm. So what if, what if, what if, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And yet here you are celebrating, you know, more than 20 years with this playing in a serious way, right? And uh, that's really great. Pierre, thank you so much for sharing uh, your experience uh, for this week. So now is the time on the podcast where uh, through the wonders of modern technology, we will experience time travel. And uh, I'm going to snap my fingers. Yes. And when we come back after the break, you will have listened to yourself uh, sharing your experience and then we'll hear your reflections and maybe some advice to your then self. I'm not going to say younger self because we're all all still young, right? So, Even, yeah. yes. So, Pierre, with that, take care and talk to you in a week. Hi, Pierre. Thank you for coming Hi. back on the podcast today. How are you doing? You. I'm good. I am. I'm very good. It's a sunny day in Copenhagen. It could definitely be worse great yeah the sun is really shining here and and pierre i am just so curious how was it to uh, listen to yourself on the podcast um depends on the perspective yeah it, it was it, it was um i hate listening to us i think most people do I, I i don't know but i think most people do you remember yeah remember that I'm I'm a podcast podcast host so I yeah. must enjoy the sound of my own voice to a certain Probably. extent but but, uh, but go thing. ahead yeah but 
I'm not gonna say anything about you now, but I think most people love to speak, but hate to listen to themselves. And maybe those that don't become podcasters. <laughs> and but thing is, okay, so so what? So I've been interviewed before for podcasts, and I don't think that ever heard or videos for that matter. But I don't think I've ever heard more than two to three minutes of them. It's just. It was it, just enough to go like, okay, it seems they haven't sort of deep faked me or anything. But this time we agreed that I would hear the full thing. Uh-huh. So I did. Very good. Um, and it was weird. Uh, no, it, it was, it, it's strange. And I think, I mean, the story was fine. And I've relived that story a few times. Um, I think the real challenge was to listen to my current version of myself. Um, in this, you know, yeah, that was just, yeah. So you feel like going slow down, for example, speak slowly, finish your sentences. Yeah. And and you know me for what was it, twenty years, right? And I think this has been a forty-year challenge for me. I don't think I've ever spoken correctly. And I tend to make the stupid joke that people listen too slowly, mm. uh, and that I speak at the right pace. But it, it seems that even I am listening too slowly. And so that was really just like, yeah, your sentences. Thank. It's it's interesting to hear that uh, that that's what you're picking up on your your definitely your only you know tone your speaking pace and and, and these parts. And at the same time, you know, I think the best conversations or the best podcasts the ones that I listen to are the ones that or the ones that I enjoy the most are the ones that are most realistic I mean uh, you shouldn't have something that is you know you know if 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 that is who you are that that is who you are right so let's not uh, let's True. not uh, make it any different but but if in that sense who I am gets in the way of and I'm and I'm not sorry If that part of who I am gets in the way of communicating parts, the message, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, yeah, then it's not a good thing. Mm. And if it's a part of who I am that I kind of actually would sort of get rid of, mm. in the sense that, so that I could be more of myself in that sense, then I think like, mm, come on, you're 52 or whatever I am now. It, you would think you'd learned it by now, but. Apparently not. Right? So, I mean, I'm at ease with it, but 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 sort of listening or staring at one of the, your own flaws, so to speak, it's just like, oh, really five minutes of me. That's gonna be hard. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Pierre, I can uh, solely relate, and I can relate because I actually uh, was a guest on my own podcast a couple of months ago, which was a very weird experience. I didn't interview myself. Yeah. Uh, a very good friend of mine, Noah. Uh, interviewed me and you can find the episode and uh, so I, I know ex- exactly yeah yeah I can so I can definitely relate and at the same time you know both you and I we stand in front of people every week right we do uh, trainings we do uh, workshops we do seminars we do presentations and yet you know in sort of a micro snippet you know we can get insight to well that's what everybody else is seeing so I think that's a you know it's kind of a, like a learning lab right Uh, it's like holding up a mirror, painful as it may be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so okay. So apart from the from the cringe-worthy moments, um, you know. So so after after listening to yourself, you know, what are your reflections on your story? Yeah. So, so it, it's a story. I mean, I, I'm really tempted to say none, but that sounds really like I haven't been thinking about it. But it, it, it's a story that I thought of a number of times, right? Because, it, it, and it's not random. I chose it because it, it actually means a lot to me, right? And so I, I, it defined my career path. It, it, it defined lots of my thinking about leadership and who I am and. And 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 uh, I mean, just before you and I connected, my you know my meeting was with Robert, and so so again, it also defined a lot a person I've worked closely with in lots of different 
let's say roles or, or versions of of um, um, roles, stay with roles. And so, so in that sense, it was just it was almost comforting to hear uh, to hear it. And and maybe the only reason I really could make myself listen to the twenty five minutes was that it was a story that I'm actually really happy with that I was sharing. And now, so it's a really meaningful thing for me. It, it brought me to where you know I am now. It brought me to you know LSP. It brought me to live in Italy. It, 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 so it, it actually brought me so many good things and it brought me a really flexible life and um, in that sense it, it was comforting yeah. your definition of, of transformation as you, as you shared last time that you really don't know until after the fact did, did that have any reflections to you? no and and it just said it it, it's, it it felt right and 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 I think you asked me last time to so would what you know would would I want to give any advice to my young self right that's what we're going to be doing today yeah uh, you, you can go ahead and do that now if you want may, yeah may I jump to that because that's actually yeah please go ahead circling a little bit in my head as I as I listen to myself and I really wouldn't. And and that's not to say that I necessarily made the right choice. But I really felt that if I was to sit now and advise that person to do something, it would be like saying doing something different, right? For me, that felt like being unhappy with where I am. Everything I did then as of course led me to the life that I live with the people that I do it with and the people that I work with and this doesn't mean I'm really always happy with me but I'm really happy with where I am so I, I, I can't see any advice I would give to that younger self I think I was about 30 at the time right? I, I, I really don't I mean I'm happy to give an advice as, as we spoke about, I'm happy to give advice to the approximately two weeks younger version of me, which is slow the down when you speak. But but other than that, really tell me not to give myself any advice on on the broader scale, right? Yeah. You know, why you should have eaten less chips at that time, or but but that sort of the choices I actually made. Yeah. I think it's. it's yeah, it's it, it's it, it's interesting. On on the one hand, it's very uh, should we say, uh, um, is it deterministic or fatalistic, right? It's very much you are very much going with the flow, you know, and and at the same time, it's not about not making plans and not having ambitions, right? And and I think agreeing totally with your, what you're saying, and I think that's almost the distinction I tried to make last time about intending and preparing. And because I think the transformations I have had probably might have been intended, but you know they haven't because I wasn't constantly preparing them. Because then I wouldn't be seeing the doors that open to me. We started the same thing, right? But I didn't study, you know, our, our spark in Danish to become a manager of a given company. I'm a trained wine merchant as well, you know, in the early days. I very quickly, I knew I was never going to be a wine merchant, but I did it because there was something about it that I really enjoyed. And, and you know, and, and the joke has always been, you know, that Robert hired me because I knew how to choose the best wine in a restaurant. So it's like, but you see, I didn't intend to be a wine I didn't want to be a wine merchant. I didn't prepare to become a wine merchant, but but just that that I was this was one of the things that Robert sort of connected with in a way. Yeah. Probably, I hope it wasn't why I got the job, but it's always been a joke. So so I that's the, the that sort of difference between or at least in this definition, right, between preparing and intending something. 
So are we going down the everything happens for a reason road or is there more is there more direction than that? What do you think? I don't think everything happens for a reason, but I think that No, I don't think I think that actually. So I don't know. I don't think everything happens for a reason, but I think if you allow yourself to be present, you every thing that happens can actually lead to a a positive impact. Doesn't mean that everything is good. I'm not. Um, but but you can find you can see things. Um, you can turn a given thing into a positive thing. I, I, it's more sort of a historic or, or Buddhist this notion of things does things are things happen. Yeah, I'm 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 sort of thrown back to uh, when I went through a Lego Series uh, play training with you. It's now a couple of years ago, yeah. and um, I remember sitting in, in in the workshop, and it took me back to I, I guess most people have the same experience. Uh, it took me back to when I was a kid uh, in my room playing with Lego. It's like you have all these bricks lying and sometimes you have uh, instructions and sometimes you have none and sometimes you have an idea and sometimes you have none. And I, I remember you saying something like, you know, you know, just build something, you know, and, you know, uh, it, it it doesn't matter what it is. And here, so here we are, it doesn't matter what it is. But, you know, in my mind, I'm, I'm trying to form a picture and what you're basically I think as an instructor is trying to tell me just let go of all that and sort of just let it let it I'm not going to say like let it flow through you but you know just build whatever comes to mind mm-hmm. and you know for for me the the, the magic or the the show of the very very powerful experience is picking you know picking up a brick and picking up another one and then putting them together and doing something right and something and it means something right? yeah yeah and then it means something it, it, yeah it is yeah and and yeah so it's really not about being passive it's not about being naive but it's about you know intending something and it's about seeing and listening and i find i mean lots of bad things happens but if you can sort of take the bad out of it observe it and then handle it i mean i always i mean sometimes i think about the right brothers is also one of my classic analogies i mean i mean it's, so when they, I'm not going to say invented flying, but when they handled flying, they didn't try to, in essence, neutralize gravity, or it, they used gravity. Mm. Gravity is like a fact, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I want to go back to the the picking up of the bricks. I mean, the the, the element or, or the elements, what whatever you call them there, but I I'm sure it's bricks. But you know, how do you? And, and and you know you and I we've we've done some workshops together and I'm I'm always amazed at the at the creativity and everything that comes out of the of the conversations, uh, out of the uh, the sessions when we when we are just together. But how do you as a as a trainer work to facilitate that? Is there something that 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 you do uh, you think differently um, to make that work? I can give an example. We were, you and I, we were facilitating a workshop together uh, with a large pharmaceutical company, and uh, basically whatever came out of that workshop would be how this company would act for the next year in terms of strategy. So it was important. So we have, so you know, and we are there, and and and, <laughs> and then I remember um, just before the session started, sort of the normal office politics were playing out in terms of people like showing rank people using their expertise. And then once you started, all that disappeared. And then something completely unique appeared in terms of what was actually built. Is that yeah. what is the power of serious play or is that something else? Or is that pair coming out? I, it's the power of Lego series play. It's the power of Lego series play. I mean, I'd love to put myself on the, you know, on, up on stage or in sort of say, it's her doing this. He has a special thing. We tend to joke in trivium between us that Lego Serious Play or LSP works is so powerful that even we can do it. I mean, it was even with us, right? <laughs> so whether it's LSP or whether it's play is it can can be a long conversation. And I think it's both. But but there is a magic thing. 
happening when we place, right? And in the Lego series playing, we, we do the so-called skills building, uh, where people learn how to use the method. And slowly as they do that, we you know, there's a social contract being formed. And there's this mm, safe space that's starting to happen. Because as you say, hierarchy starts to disappear. We start to establish that today's a day where you cannot be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start to take away commenting and observing on other people's models with that, with their uh, knowledge. Or, and when that goes up, the hierarchy also goes up. And it's really hard to maintain a hierarchy. Hierarchy. If, if you have to accept that the other person is not wrong and that your observations and your comments are not allowed, won't happen, then, then there's no hierarchy. Because how can you maintain a hierarchy in those cases? Yeah. Um, so there is something about, you know, play and we're using a special let me some of the things that defines play in a in a in a, in a sometimes defined serious play but not legal serious play is that you know we're we're following a specific set of rules that we don't normally follow we are exploring and we are experimenting rather than actually producing something it's a special language special rules and and we're not and we are coming together to imagine and we are exploring and experimenting and not producing anything, right? So we're making sense, special language and special rules. That it it's it that creates this in lack of a better space, right? Where we behave in a really certain manner. So maybe if you don't have any advice for your old self you know what do you think would happen if you try to explain the work that you're doing today to the to the then person what do you think would happen if you say okay so young pair so in 20 years this is what you're going to be doing this is how your life will be this will be the what do you think that situation would be like so If, if we, I think, hmm. I'm trying to first, first right now, I'm trying to figure out how young I should be. And that sounds stupid, right? But because one of the things we, we talked about last time was this, that, this thing that we are, we are always transforming in transformation, you know, can only be, well, I'm sorry, looking backwards, so to speak. So, so to answer your question, I need to figure out how old should I be when I share this, right? Because I definitely, I, I, I you know, we started together, you and I, and I pretended, you know, to be a management consultant for a brief period. And if I go into that, that, that that's probably where I would go, oh, start thinking about it uh, and be more surprised about it than today. Um, because I was probably more, I mean, pre-Lego, I was probably more thinking in in advisory terms, right? Uh, me knowing and help people know. Me analyzing when I want to be a consultant and me solving things. Um I remember early thinking that I didn't necessarily want a classic career, but that, but at the same time, I also being, remember being actually interviewed for a Danish TV channel. It was random. There was me and it was me and Anna's boy that I think you also know a little bit. Coincidentally, we were the ones, right? And it was about being, becoming entrepreneurs. This notion of, you know, we are in business school. Would we be thinking about becoming entrepreneurs? 
and and I think both of us said not really we're not really being let's say groomed or you know for that so so that that pair that version of me would probably be more surprised than the one uh, a bit later in my in my process because I remember becoming a management consultant which was I really, what I really wanted to and just realizing that wow this that that wasn't it right that wasn't it for me and that's why I moved to Lego in an actual role and actually worked uh, for a period yeah so let's go to the moment where you I think you said last time that you you happened to see something on the internet which I'm sure was yep. also in, in its infancy at the time yeah and then you decided to pick up the phone right so there's there's a moment there right where you say something about ah this looks interesting or this could be something yeah yeah what was what was going through your head at the time was it oh, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna investigate this i'm gonna let's see how this works out or how far had you quote unquote thought it through so i see in monday and i had the other call with robert about a different thing on wednesday So I think when I saw that, and yes, it was definitely in infancy. Um, I didn't have Wi-Fi at home and and all of this stuff, right? Uh, I'm not even sure we had Wi-Fi either. We probably had cables. Anyway, and saw that. No, no, that was like more like one of many avenues for me to explore. And and I asked Pam, you know, this can I speak with Robert? Can I mention the situation with Robert? So no, it's much more. Uh, It was just, hey, let's let's. It, 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 so let me just my curiosity a little bit, and because you know this notion of ah, play seems to be more than I thought it was, right? Um, the brain was actually like, yeah, pretty intriguing kind of thing, and then it 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 had this Bart, you know, and, and the other professor you and there, they 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 were in that stuff that we had on cat magic on our on our um, on a master's degree. So it had that emergent strategy touch and complexity. So, so it's so small. Like, it's like it's like when you if you pass a restaurant, right? And 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 they have fusion food, right? And you go like, oh, it's fusion between you know Italian and Japanese. I like both kitchens. I wonder what they're cooking. I need to check their menu. I think that's where I was. I didn't even decided to eat there, but I had to check the menu. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting to hear you tell your story. You know, you, on the one hand, you're driven by you know passion and interest, and you know things that you that you that you experiment with, find out if they are, you know, what you thought they were, if there is something else. You find new ways. You, what's it? Almost sounds like stumble. At least you accidentally find this. Yeah, you go and then you have a. If it's 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 not a chance meeting, but it's almost a chance meeting. Then you do something deliberate about having a meeting, and then yeah. and then it it almost never happens, right? It's I remember you telling us about yeah. the texts, right? It's so close, yeah. yeah. So is it all random, or, or are you you raising the butt finger uh, yeah, no, with only one C? Because actually, it reminded me of, of, of the one advice I would give my young self, right? Would be if people don't respond to such a message. Yeah. Call them, right? Yeah. Because at that moment, not following up with Robert, that transformation then eventually only happened because Robert decided to be proactive. So that's the only advice I would really give myself, and that's an advice that would still take me to roughly where I am. I would just have been the one to follow up with Rob, with Rob. Yeah. So, so when I thought about it, oh, that you just reminded me. That's probably the advice I would give myself. Anyway, back to what did you actually ask me? <laughs> yeah, I said no. I, I was just trying to sort of retell the story, and, and I'm, I'm trying to show these different themes between something happened per chance, something happened by, by uh, you know, by I'm not going to say by instinct, by intuition. Some was by interest, and still, you know, everything could have fizzled out. Uh, you know, nothing could have happened if. You know, we didn't sort of have that that connecting moment, right? And, and I think a million things fizzle out, as you said. Um, and and some fizzle out because we don't see them. And and some fizzle out because we don't choose them. Right? We think the window is smaller than it is. 
I I would rather, so to speak, make the wrong decision about a window I see than not seeing the window. Hmm. And 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 I'm, I know I'm starting to repeat myself, and I I, I tend to suffer from the so-called broken record syndrome. You know, the old piece. I can go just go in circle and say the same thing. Um, but I I think for most people, and I need to say for most people because we're all different, blah blah. But we are. But I, sometimes when we are so focused on a given end, we miss that window, right? And then it fizzles out because we didn't see it. it it's sort of the attention, uh, what is it, um, selective attention kind of thing. I don't know if you ever. So the thing with the basketball and the monkey, the attacking. It's a little bit that one, just applied on life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I'd rather see the window and make the mistake of saying, oh, that's too small. I don't fit in that window, but at least I saw it, right? Yeah. And I'm certain I made those mistakes. Yeah. But hey, I... Pierre, thank you for sharing your reflections and uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, come on the podcast today. Um, it was just a pleasure to uh, connect with you again and and uh, hear your story. Uh, tell you know hear, hear you tell about your transformation and then reflect back on it. Painful as it may have been, um, for those of us that that were listening in, um, it, it was just a pleasure to hear. And I think we touched on so many different subjects from your. Uh, um, you know, all the way from your your perspective on life and career, including to some of the choices that we that we make, you know, consciously or, or unconsciously. So, in that sense, I want to say uh, thank you for today, and uh, hope to see you soon in person. We live just a few uh, miles from each other, so it should be possible, right? That's what they say. Yes, uh, but Pierre, uh, I want to wish you a, ha- a happy and safe flights to wherever you go next. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what? It's a short one. Okay, what's what's on your plans uh, on uh, in the coming period here? So, um, so I just come back from Thailand, right? And a quick trip to Portugal on the way. Now I'm heading off to Italy, and North Italy, and then I go to Sao Paulo, and then I go to Amsterdam, and then I go to New York, and then I go back to Thailand, and that was June. And that was only June. Wow, I'm thinking that no, sounds that, like that whole year. Last week of May and June. Yeah, no, that's the um, that's my that's my last week of May and June plans. Wow, you travel uh, more than most, I would say. I travel about fifty percent of the time, but it sounds like you're out almost all the time. Mm. Yeah, I like that, it. That's good. Here, good to see you again. Hope to see you soon. Thank you for today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transformations. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to like, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for your time and stay tuned for a new episode of Transformations. More episodes on the way.